Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. And on that note, so it's my pleasure to introduce our preacher this morning. This woman has got so much insight and wisdom when it comes to the Word of God. She's meticulous about every detail. So we know that we are in for an action-packed sermon and message this morning. But more than that, I want you guys to have an open heart when it comes to the Word of God. When the Word of God gets preached, always Open up your heart and your mind. Say, Lord, whatever you're saying from the altar, my mind and my heart is receptive to that. And I accept what you're speaking to me this morning. So my hands and yours, Lintan. <laughs> Can't beat a bit of dad dancing, can you? <laughs> Thank you. Welcome online. Um, Well, it's Ali and Kate's first week away. And I just want to start by stressing that you are in safe hands. As leaders and preachers, we have been preparing for the next three months so that we can continue this season of breakthrough and growth. Ali got us off to a great start the week he left. He said, don't hang on, press on. And that's what we're going to do. You know, this isn't a season to tick over, to pop in and out. And while the pastors are awake, because they won't know. God's here and he knows. You know, as fabulous as it is to have the great senior leaders that we have, we don't come to church to worship them. We come to church to worship our God. He's the one who made us. He's the one who sent his son to save us. And he sent his Holy Spirit to equip us and empower us. He he blesses us and he protects us. He's there when we wake up in the morning. And he's there when we go to bed at night. Even if we don't realize. So it's him we come to worship. And we are going to keep our foot on the pedal and we're going to keep pressing on till we get to all the way to the end of this year and we hear that well done, good and faithful servant. A story is told of a boy who wanted to see an eagle fly. So he takes his binoculars and off he treks and afterwards... Very soon, he catches sight of an eagle. Suddenly, the eagle just swoops down to the ground like a torpedo. He snatches something, and he gets higher and higher and higher. And then he seemed to just stop. The eagle appeared to be suspended in midair as if it had been shot. Now, the eagle was falling as the little boy looked on, confused. 
This time the eagle wasn't diving down with aim or focus. It was plummeting, flapping and falling, flapping and falling. And finally, it disappeared from sight. The little boy had to walk a couple of miles to find the eagle. And when he did, there lay nine feet of wings stretched out helpless. The eagle was lying down, nose in the dirt. It was dead. The boy kneeled next to the eagle and he sobbed. And he thought, what's killed the eagle? So cautiously, he turned the eagle over. And there, affixed to the great bird's chest, was a stoat. This ordinary stoat had bitten through the chest of the eagle and right into his heart. And the boy thought, oh my goodness, he picked up something that he couldn't let go of. So my question to us this morning, and the title of my message is, what's eating away at you? What do you need to let go of before it brings you down? Is fear keeping you up at night? Are you wrestling with doubt and insecurity? You know that God has said that you have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And we keep telling you, you've been born on purpose, for a purpose, yes. But you're just somehow struggling to embrace that for yourself. How about unforgiveness? Somebody done something to you recently or a long time ago, and you know that God says you should forgive, but there's something just deep down inside that's making that hard to do. Are you struggling with an offense, a big injustice or just somebody's repeated bad behavior towards you? How about disappointment or loss? We can't underestimate the effect that they have on us. And Mick, it's going to take a little while to process your loss. How about resentment? You know, sometimes we resent what we haven't got. And we can equally be resentful of the things that we have got. <laughs> Whatever it is, however justified you might feel, God wants us free. God is a God of freedom. And it's really important to him because he knows we can't achieve all he's got for us while we're being held captive. You know, the eagle was not meant to be dead on the ground <laughs> It was meant to be flying. The eagle went from flying with aim and focus to plummet into the ground, flapping and falling, flapping and falling, until he just disappeared from sight. And that is the enemy's plan for us. He wants to, us to hold on to all these things. So instead of flying... 
we are flapping and falling around. We're flapping around with no aim or focus. And we're falling instead of flying until we too just disappear out of sight. Disappear into darkness, into the shadows. But we are not children of the dark. We are children of the light. And scripture tells us that we are the light of the world. We are made for significance. We're made to be seen and heard. People should know when we are in the room. As believers, they should be able to look up and see us flying. We should be in full view. No one should have to go looking for us. The first recorded question that God asked in the Bible was to Adam. And the question was, where are you? God never asks a question because he doesn't know the answer. He always knows the answer. He asks the questions so that we know the answer. He'd asked Adam where he was. He knew he was hiding. Adam and Eve had sinned. They were overcome with guilt. And so they hid from God. They no longer walked freely in the light. They were in the dark, hiding. Where are you this morning? Are you free as a bird in full view? Are you being held captive somewhere? Out of sight, in the shadow. That's what happens when we don't let go of the things that eat away at us. Fear and guilt ate away at Adam and Eve. And instead of bringing it into the light, they hid it from God. And it put them into the dark. As I said, finding freedom to God is really important. And it's the second stage in our GROW model, which is illustrated in that wonderful journey planner we have in the entrance. And it's part of four biblical stages of growth that are repeated often throughout Scripture. And our four are, join me if you know what they are, know God... Find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. We're all going to be able to recite that by the end of the year. I've got a clever plan. That's another day. That's another preach. So right back in the book of Exodus. Exodus was one of the first books in the Bible. God roared, let my people go that they may serve me. And God has been roaring that ever since. When God first roared that, it was to Pharaoh. Pharaoh was holding God's people captive, right under God's nose, right in plain sight. But they were not God's people. Uh, They were not Pharaoh's people. They were God's people, and he wanted them free. You know, it's been a plan of the enemy since time began to hold God's people captive. God is the only one who can create life. And he's made all of us, whether we know him or not, to populate the kingdom of heaven. And the enemy comes in 
to fight tooth and nail just to stop people to come into faith. Believing there's no God. And if there is, well, he's not for them. He holds them captive to unbelief of false religions. We all experience that when we invite people to church. It can be such a battle. However, should we make it through to faith, he will never leave us alone. It's his plan to hold us captive to something so that we are limited. He holds us captive to fear, doubt, unforgiveness, offense, disappointment, lack of faith. Scripture says that the enemy is the father of lies. And he lies to us about these situations. And he lies to us about holding on to them. What Jesus said, you will know the truth. We will know the truth. And the truth will set us free. The truth is, it's time to let go. It's time this morning to let go. It really struck me in that song, Prepare the Way. It really struck me that God would say, prepare the way this morning because I'm coming through. Prepare the way this morning. He's coming through and he wants to set you free. It's time to draw a line in the sand. Whatever, whatever is eating away at you, it's time to let go. It doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. It's time to let go. It doesn't matter how long you felt rubbish about yourself. It's time to let go. It doesn't matter how long a particular sin has gripped you. It's time to let go. Doesn't matter how many attempts you've made in the past to let go. Today, it's time to let go. You may think, well, how's it going to work this time when it hasn't worked before? Because we are going to bring it into the light and we are going to bring it into God's power. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19 is God's word, and it's God's promise for us today. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing in our church. And he's doing a new thing in each and every one of us, in our new ladies. He's doing a new thing. And he's asking, do you perceive it? Perceive means to realize. So he's saying, stop, look, realize. Realize I'm doing a new thing. But he starts by saying, but, but you have to forget what's gone before. Forget it. Don't dwell on the past. Dwell means to live somewhere. He said, don't live in the past. Don't live in the things that are eating away at you. Where we live is our base. It's where we start our day from. God said, don't start your day in this negative place. The past is gone. To live in the past 
is to live in the dark and God wants us in the light. God is promising in this scripture that he's going to make a way in the wilderness and he's going to provide us with streams of living water. And the rest of this morning, I'm going to talk about our small groups because that is the primary way that we find freedom. God does his best work through relationships. And that's because relationships have the power to change lives. And our first and most important relationship is with God, because that will change our lives significantly and forever. Alice's encouragement was last week, last week was to know him more. And that's the first stage of our growth model, knowing more. And then it's our relationship with each other. We are not meant to do life alone. God has made us interdependent on each other. And it's why he created families and communities so that we could all do life together. A lot of people think that you find freedom and you settle your issues of your past between you and God. It's just private, you and God. But that's not actually God's plan. James 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We go to God for forgiveness but we go to God through his people for healing. Confession brings sin into the light. Sin is always stronger when it's in the dark, when it's just our private issue, our private life. So we share with friends in our small groups and with mentors for those deeper one-to-one things that are just better you know, shared with, uh, with our one-to-one relationships. And then sometimes... Finding freedom requires more work. And that's why we have courses within our small groups. The courses give us powerful tools when we need them. They start again a week tomorrow. So I'm just going to highlight our new courses and the areas of freedom you can expect to get from them. If we come back to the eagle, I don't know if the eagle went beyond being being able to let go of the stoat. Maybe the stoat was so, like, it'd eaten so far in, it'd been there so long, that the eagle couldn't just shake him off. Psalm 27 verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, whom shall I be afraid? The stoat had a stronghold on the eagle. You know, God should be our stronghold. Unfortunately, things can come in and so easily become a stronghold. If you think something has got you, then the Freedom in Christ course could be the course for you this term. 
It's one of our foundational courses, and we believe that everybody should do it at least once in their spiritual journeys. But because it's so easy to pick up hurts, hang-ups, pains, fears along the way, we often say it's easily, it's easily a course that you could do every year and benefit from. The course tackles things like your identity, forgiveness, offense, fear, coming under authority, every area where you could be out of sync with God. But focuses on what you believe, because it, 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 it knows that what we believe affects how we behave. <laughs> and if you get your thinking right, then your behavior will follow. It takes you through the battlefield of your mind, and it helps you to develop stronghold busters, so you can bust these strongholds. Another course that we have is our joy course. You know, sometimes we're going through long, hard trials, and we can't let go of them because they just have to run their course. And we may not be able to let go of them, but we can let go of the way that they're affecting us or how we might be thinking about them. James 1 verses 2 to 4 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work, so you may be complete, you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So Laura Payne is running this course on joy. Joy isn't dependent on our circumstances. Biblical joy can coexist with trials, tribulations, the mundaneness of everyday life. So if you feel robbed of joy and that's eating away at you, or you just want an extra dose of joy, we should be enjoying our everyday life, then this could be the course for you. We have a prayer course. Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I love this scripture. It's been a lifeline to me. And I call it the great exchange. You give God all your cares or your worries or your fears. And in exchange, he gives you his peace. And peace in this context, original meaning of peace, has a, 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 a sense of a military guard. So you give God all of your fears and anxieties, and he sends his peace like a military guard to watch over your heart and your mind. So powerful. You know, if you are not confident in prayer, maybe you're new to faith, or maybe you've been a Christian for years, but you've just never dug into prayer, then consider this course. Paul and Chris We'll be running that course next term. Build up your confidence in prayer. It's essential. We all need it. We have a healing course. You know, sickness is something that can eat away at us, and quite literally. And when you suffer sickness over a 
period of time, you can feel like a prisoner to it. You know, if this is you or you are watching someone go through this, you should get along to Rob Culley's healing course. You know, I did Rob's evangelism course, and a big part of that was around healing. It's one of the tools we use to get people's attention on the street. And I realized there's so much about healing that we just don't understand. There are so many misconceptions in the church. When Jesus spoke to the Pharisees once, he said, you know what? He said to the Pharisees, your mistake is you don't know scripture and you don't know the power of God. And that can be our mistake when it comes to healing. God wants us well. Scripture says that he will heal all our diseases, all of them. There's no little list of exceptions of what he won't heal. He'll heal the whole lot. So if you need to learn about healing, you've got somebody around you suffering. That's why I went on the course, because I see people. I'm thinking, how do I pray for healing? How do I help them? Then this course could pack a lot of wisdom for you. And our last course is Parenting for Faith. You know, as a parent, you will get no help from the world in parenting your children to be strong in faith. I love what Nathaniel said in his feature, that him and Sandy's passion was that our kids aren't just God-aware, but they're God-connected. They don't just know of God, they know who he is. You know, as a parent, we often feel guilty over our parenting. And as Christians, we often feel guilty that we're not bringing them up right in the faith. Don't let guilt eat away at you. Do the course. Get support. And it's not just for parents. If you are blessed to have godchildren or grandchildren and they get dropped off at your house, then this is for you. And it's for our children's workers as well. All of these cases are full of very practical help and support. Isaiah scripture said, God is making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And that's what these courses will do if we embrace them and if we get all the goodness out of them. You know, you could do as many courses as you've got time for. I did two last term and I loved it. They both work really well together. All we ask is that you know you can fully commit to a course when you sign up for it. So I want to end this slot with a warning. I see this happening every term when we start our courses and small groups. When you go to a course that could set you free, you will, without a shadow of a doubt, face opposition. You will. Remember, the enemy wants to hold you captive. He doesn't want you to see it all the way through to the end and get your freedom. He wants to see you flapping and falling, remember. He wants to see you disappearing out of sight, and he will do all he can to stop you getting on these courses. You will face opposition when you start courses. Let me tell you what opposition might look like. It's not just the enemy getting in your face and stopping you going. You go, oh, I know what you're doing. Get out of my way. His opposition will look like the night you're doing a course or a small group, you will feel tired. 
No, not just tired. You'll be really tired. <laughs> but you need to fight through. You know, a couple of times in Rob's course, my eyes went, hello, poof. You know, when you do that, no, I'm not a night person. I'm really not a night person. My eyes went a couple of times. But you know what? I never regretted going. I got so much, so much out of that course. So don't let tiredness put you off. Opposition will feel like, can't be botheredness. You know, I'm not feeling it tonight. You know, I'm a feelings person. I did a test once, and on this particular test, I scored something like 97% in feelings. So it's so easy for me to go, oh, I'm not feeling it. I learned years ago that I am not at the mercy of my feelings. My feelings are at the mercy of my convictions. When I've made a decision to do something, I'm doing it whether I feel like it or not. One thing for sure is, as well, opposition will look like suddenly on your small group night or your course night, you will become the most popular person in the world. Everyone wants to invite you out on the night when you're supposed to be doing a course. Ah, what's all that about? It will be very attractive. You might want to go, you know, all kinds of nights. Just see it for what it is. Fight tiredness. Fight can't be botheredness. Know that when somebody invites you out, that doing this course, getting your freedom, is, is so much more important than any night out. You know, go out on a different night. And they're not courses that we do for information. You're not just going so that you come out and go, oh, that was good. I know something I didn't know before. The courses that you're doing for wisdom and the courses that you're doing for freedom and you need to live them. You need to apply them. Sometimes there's books to read. So there's notes to have a look at before you turn up. And you need to do that. Because we're trying to get every bit of goodness out of them. And Jesus said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will set you free. If our band wants to come up. So I'm going to end where we started. What's eating away at you? What do you need to let go of? Do you need to start a small group and build meaningful relationships? You know, we all want to do that. It's okay. Me and God, we're okay. I, I came across a, a script yesterday in Ecclesiastes, and it says, two are better than one because they've got a good return on their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. Now it says, but woe. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and he has not another to lift him up. That's the Bible saying, don't be alone. Don't try and do this on your own. Get yourself on a course. I've just highlighted all our new courses there. The deadline is tomorrow because our leaders have to get ready. So if you are not on a course or you're on a course and you fancy doing a second one, get home today and do that course. Sign up for it. If you don't have a mentor and you know a mentor would help you in this next season, then I oversee the mentoring, have a word with me and I can help you with that. So we're going to go into a time of worship now. 
And I want to give you an opportunity to get empowered in your decision to let go. So in this last song, I'm going to invite you to come forward. Our prayer team, if the prayer team wants to come forward now. Our prayer team are here, so you're not coming forward to nobody. Um, Yuan? Our prayer team are here. They're not going to ask you any questions. They're not going to ask you what's eating away at you. All they are going to do is pray for God's power in this season to help you. To help you get free. To help you let go. To help you find freedom that you need. Let's stand. So if you know... If you know that you need to let go of something, if you know it's time to draw a line in the sand, what coming forward does, it helps you make a statement to yourself. And it helps you make a statement to God, a commitment to say, no, I'm going to do it. Psychologically, it will really help you to make that statement. It tells your body you mean business. You're going to let go of that. And you're stepping forward because you mean it. No, you really mean it this time. And our prayer team are going to pray God's power. So you're not doing it alone. You're going to get some help. So come forward. Don't wait to the end of the song. It gets a bit busy at the end. Come forward straight away. Don't mess about. Just come. Just come forward. Yes, come forward right now. Let us get praying. Let us minister to you. Start letting go right now by just coming forward. Thank you, band.